welcome, welcome, welcome to The Sigma Show, episode 96. It's me, your host, Sigma. Just before I let you know who's joining me this week, we're going to go over what our topics are going to be. First up, uh, Square Enix has their CEO, uh, for, for their longtime CEO, who is now actually stepping down, going to let somebody else uh, run the show for a while. We'll talk about like maybe some reasons why this should have happened sooner, <laughs> or just in general what maybe Square Enix's future will look like with maybe some new leadership. Um, and after that, we, we've gotten a couple uh, little stories regarding the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard King, uh, namely that uh, Sony may be forced to uh, show some of its hand in terms of exclusivity deals at the request of Microsoft because of this, all this litigation surrounding their opposition to the merger. Um, and also a bunch of deals that we've heard about Microsoft making over the past couple of weeks might actually be doing the trick in terms of letting uh, them go through with it over in the European Union. But here to talk with me about these topics, Marty Sleva. Hello. Rexicon Jesse. Good time of day to you. And Yokina Cat. Hey, y'all. Thanks. Good time of day to you? <laughs> well, it might not be morning for that. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. There, there, there are weird greetings like that when oh, you have to deal with okay. like, a global team. Like yeah. someone on my team uh, at Ubisoft says, uh, happy time zone. Uh, it, okay. Oh, that's, yeah. I like that one. Happy time zone. Yeah. No, no, no. That checks out. If I stream on like a Friday night, I'll say happy Friday. And then to some people, it's like Saturday morning if they're like, you know. Yeah. So then you're just actually the, But the classic, the classic Southern Texas, hey y'all, or howdy, it covers morning, noon, and night. Listen, hey, hey y'all is uh, the great equalizer. And it also lets <laughs> yeah. uh, the person you're saying hi to know that you have guns and that they should be wary. <laughs> no, y'all doesn't mean you have guns. It's just you all. <laughs> Let me tip my imaginary cowboy hat. All right, there you go. <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh, so like we uh, tend to do, we like to start these shows with a little bit of a warm-up, I, I feel. Just catching folks up on what we've been playing, what we've been watching, maybe what we've been listening to, if that's relevant to your life. Uh, anybody feel like going first? I can I can jump in. Yeah, I can jump in. I've been, I've been watching Feel a lot free. of stuff. Um, I went to the movie theater. Yesterday. Oh, what's that? Uh, and I saw. <laughs> did, did you get popcorn? Fun. I did get popcorn. Yes, it was. Let me tell you, it was very good. Um, but I went there to see the Demon Slayer thing. And I'm prefacing it that it's the Demon Slayer thing because it's very different than when Mugen Train released in theaters and was like a film. Yeah. Because uh, this was a combination of the last two episodes of the uh, Entertainment District arc which aired like a year ago. And then the first episode of the upcoming Swordsmith Village arc, which is going to air in like a month. And so it was like part refresher, part prelude to what's coming up, but stitched together with some, with some additional stuff. And first and foremost, I like watching things at movie theaters. If they showed like season finales of shows I liked in movie theaters, I'd probably go to it. Like if the last of the season finale was in a movie theater, I'd probably go see it. Was Game it, of Thrones finale was in a was theater. Was that not a thing it. at some point? Like I feel like some theater chains were like advertising, like, "Hey, you can sign up for this pass, and then like we'll play like some of those original series, like when they Ooh, air, like in a theater." They? I feel like I remember an advertisement for that sort of thing. Maybe that was like specific chains or something. Maybe because I, yeah. I don't remember any of the ones, any of the ones near me. That that there were some places that were doing that. I remember that for Game of Thrones. Oh wow. I feel like HBO might have, like, what, like sued them. <laughs> they were like, you can't do that. It's like at a bar, you're supposed to, like, pay a fee if you're going to show the Super Bowl or they something. They probably just paid the fee. Yeah. 
classic movie theater fee. Um, but a uh, that Demon Slayer is like one of like one of my favorite looking anime um, that's currently running, and so seeing it in theaters, like I saw Mugen Train in theaters, that was one of the first movies I saw ter- after the pandemic, during the pandemic. Yeah, that was actually Mid-pandemic. one that got me to go out back to the theater after. A yeah, long that made half a billion dollars worldwide. So I understand why they're doing this thing because even though this isn't a, a movie, they're like, well, if that thing made half a billion dollars, maybe we can make you know one tenth of that by <laughs> yeah, showing an episode that's gonna be on Crunchyroll dollars. in a month. Yeah. Um, but uh, I loved the end of the last arc, which um, I, I, I won't spoil it, but the entertainment district arc kind of ends with um, uh, the, the fighting this sort of sibling pair of demons that mm-hmm. have this kind of symbiotic relationship. Uh, that was fucking awesome to watch in theaters. And then the opening of the new arc is incredible. Um, it opens with this like 15 minute scene in that um, kind of like infinite staircase labyrinth all area that the, all the bad guys upper rank demons hang out. Yeah, but this is the first time like you meet all of the upper rank, upper rank like one through five, and it uh-huh. feels it's like it's twenty minute, almost like a stage play, where it's like the five of them interacting with each other, and you're getting bits. And I love how like one is like serious as hell, one seems absolutely insane, one seems afraid of everything, one is like terrifyingly calm, uh, and so like just sort of it, it feels very much like laying the pieces for because apparently the show I think is only going to go if it follows the manga is only going to go four seasons, so. We're like it's over halfway done. I'm okay um, with that. Yeah, so am I. And so like this kind of like laid the groundwork for for you know who's going to be the antagonist for the rest of the series. Um, I thought it was really cool. And then the the actual swordsmith village stuff, um, I thought was really cool. Which is ultimately like uh, Andrew needs a new sword, and so he has to go to this like hidden village where they actually make all the swords um, and all the swordsmiths live. So uh, I thought that was really cool, and that got me really excited. The show was coming back in uh, I think they said the beginning of April. It's it's going to start airing um, you know weekly. So. Uh, yeah, really stoked for that. I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Um, I I love Demon Slayer. Uh, I I still have a little bit of beef with Darren Mooney, our resident film critic over on Escapist, mm-hmm. because he went and saw Mugen Train and kind of didn't like it. Right, like he he wrote a thing yeah. about how it was kind of uh, mediocre. Yeah, and um, I feel like Darren just doesn't get anime. More like Darren Midney. <laughs> I'm not sure if that worked. <laughs> It, it didn't, but I still found it hilarious. Darren, why'd you go live on the Moonly? Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna go Darren Booney. Ooh, that's oh, I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably where I should have went. Also, like you're really in character with this like bonesy thing you got going on. <laughs> like you just feel like a little Halloween pun machine. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is technically a pajama, but I think it's a great shirt. It's just isn't anything. If you go to sleep in it, it's a pajama, right? It's, that's also true. You go to sleep in a tuxedo. That's just yeah. This is my sleeping tux. Yeah, my sleeping tux. And then uh, also sticking with anime, uh, I did a refresher on Attack on Titan. Not by watching the whole thing. I watched like uh, recaps of the previous seasons, mm-hmm. and then I watched the uh, last three episodes um, because the uh, the first of two or three hour-long episodes of the third part of the finale aired? Yeah, season, it's, it's the final season, season, part three. Right. Final season, season part, yes, three, part three, yeah. but this is part one of part three. Yes, part one of part three, yeah. Um, and it's like a it's like a beefy episode. Um, okay, so there's, yeah, that. okay, how do you said So there's two, like, so the, the last half of season five, part three aired. Season on Friday. four. There are too many numbers. Part the the, the final season of Attack on Titan is going to have a table of contents when it comes out on. It is so, so it, confusing. Yeah, it, it really is, is. <laughs> so confusing. 
whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> Just refreshed myself on the stuff beforehand. Uh, and it, it was a nice, I was like, oh man, I legitimately forgot that this was all the stuff that was happening. Because I remembered the whole like, oh, Aaron's like transcends, he's like Dr. Manhattan and is living like in the past, present, and future all at once. And like all that stuff. I kind of had vague memories of all that. And then I'm like, oh. He's, and a, war, all he's the, a war criminal now. He's a war criminal. <laughs> yeah. And he's setting all the titans. They're all like walking across the ocean to go like fuck up Europe or... <laughs> Yes. I'm not sure if that's. I'm not sure if that show is supposed to take place in the real world or not. It, it takes place in a version of the real world. Like the real world existed, and then like the Titan stuff happened. So it's in a way a post-apocalypse. Wait, I thought yeah. they were on a different planet. They might but, like, be. <laughs> when they get to like the when they get to the the mainland, it's just very like European. Like I don't know. There's just like cars and blimps. Those are the two big things I know about Europe. They have cars and blimps. <laughs> and they got those stroop waffles. Those little things you put on coffee. Yeah. Um, Love those. I put those on my tea. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Those are so good. Sorry. They're great. <laughs> so good. Um, so, yeah, Honey Money, I know, really dug uh, the the new episode, which I plan on watching today. So I'm excited for that. Although, like, the episode's airing today, and then I think the, the last episode isn't airing for a while. So I'm like, what are we doing here? Attack on Titan. Like, I understand you don't want to end, but just, like, make it easy for me. I feel like, like what, what are so they going to do when they actually have to end that show? Like, like I can't remember the product. That's Mappa, right? It is Mappa now. Yeah. Oh, it, like, like changed to production. Mappa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, do, do they not have anything else in, like the, like they have nothing else that's coming out after this? Like nothing else to promote? They're like the Tackle Titan is just our bread and butter. I mean, I, I imagine it's the most popular thing. Are we going to get seems- prequel series then? Like, attack a, a on? I would, I would imagine it it being the house of one of the biggest animes ever. I would assume that, you know, people would be wanting them to, you know, house whatever may be coming. If I'm making any sense, like, yeah. like that can't be the only project that that place has. Like, it, it just doesn't seem, but that's just, it just doesn't seem very... Like it doesn't make sense to me. Like if you're yeah. if you're the one that has Attack on Titan, which is huge, I would assume that you would have multiple other things that you have coming up. But I could be wrong. So um, yeah, I also don't know if like is Attack on Titan um, is Attack on Titan as much of like an autoured thing like the manga as like berserk or one piece were where like berserk and one piece are like very much like this is one person's vision and they have a bunch of people obviously work on it but like this was oda's vision or mayura's vision yeah, um I'm not uh, sure. does attack a night like have that person like is there a because yeah, to be honest I, I could not tell you the name of the mangaka behind attack on titan so i yeah. i don't know <laughs> is that what you call people who write who draw manga? yes mangaka? Yeah. yes cool that's a cool term um <laughs> So yeah, that was a long way of saying I did not watch the new Attack on Titan. <laughs> but I am all prepared. I, that, no, that's good that you caught up on the stuff, um, and that there was a way for you to do it without rewatching everything all over again. Because that's because yeah, that's kind of a needless 80, time. That's sake. like eighty-seven episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Uh, um, but yeah, like once they wrap everything up, I think that's when I want to dive back in because, like, because we we had like the little anime section on uh, yeah. a podcast a while back. I went yeah. and caught up on everything up until that point. Um, and like, I really, really liked the show, but I regretted that because it ended on such a cliffhanger that really makes me feel like, damn, what comes next? And that was the whole reason why I even read the manga was because I watched the first five episodes. It was like, damn, what comes next? I can't wait. Yeah. So like, I, I don't want to see anything until it's done because I want it. I want to see it to its conclusion. Yeah. And that's what you kind of you wait for. Like when you watch One Piece, you wait for like big old chunks to be yes, done, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, anime, I'm not. I'm not huge on on the the week to week anime thing. Uh, I like week to week and almost every other kind that, of show. Is that more that we're older now? Like, I kind of feel like as a kid, I cannot wait for like the next Inuyasha episode, or but I cannot wait for the next. <laughs> well, I know we didn't have a choice, but like you know, now it's just kind of like you you have certain shows now they do it in. Like, was it Netflix or HBO Max where they were doing, for example, Euphoria? I really like the show Euphoria. And they mm-hmm. were doing one episode a week, and I just could not yeah. stand it. So what yeah, I did HBO is actually, still does the one episode yeah. a week thing. Like, so uh, what I did was um, I actually didn't start watching Euphoria until season two, but I hadn't mm. even seen season one yet. So I binged watch the entire yeah, first season. The and, then I was, and then I was able to, like, okay, I feel I can I can wait one episode per week now but yeah. i was like oh i thought about that like we didn't really have a choice back then but now that it's so readily available to us to just sit there and watch it just like yeah i can't yeah because it's, can't just it's not even episode. just that you had no way to watch it all um other than week to week but if you missed it week to week you might never see the episode again like <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah you'd be like well i just i'll have to fill in the blanks yeah, like because like, a lot of shows uh, unless they were super popular like they would air the one time and then like go away and if they were super yeah. popular they would repeat the airing over and over again so like if you miss the one episode and then go back to it you'd have to wait until it reaches its end starts over from the beginning of its arc and then catches all the way back up so like it was it was an insane time yeah, that's, that's assuming they even play all of the episodes or all in, the episodes in order. In order, right? yeah. 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 When it's yeah sometimes it's just a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. For some like manga or anime to me, like episodes of anime feel like in, like a single issue of a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I exactly. don't, I don't like reading comic books weekly either. I'd rather just yep. you know wait till I have like the full graphic novels or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're notoriously stingy in terms of actual progress yeah. per episode. Whereas like I've really enjoyed. Like the Last of Us and and doing weekly and you know uh, House of the Dragon and Mando now and and Poker Face I did watch Poker Face um I caught up on it Honey Money incredible episode oh my god that might be if it's not not for the Last of Us that'd be the best show on TV Poker <laughs> Face is so good everyone go subscribe to your Peacocks no don't actually subscribe to Peacock maybe just steal it <laughs> yeah if you can steal it do it <laughs> just make a just make a dummy uh, Hotmail account and you know get your free like get your free know. trial. Yeah. free trial and then just infinite free trials i like it don't, exactly. put, any billing, don't put any billing information in your <laughs> exactly. can you uh, spill hotmail is that an option yes yes oh it God. sure is i don't want to throw anyone out of their bus one of our contributors uses a hotmail and let me say every time i get an email from them i'm like what's going on here <laughs> hotmail <laughs> spicy what are we doing yeah apparently <laughs> hey, they don't want you to track them that's all they're up to up to business that's up not any of yours uh yeah it's been pretty much uh my stuff uh i got i got one thing i've been playing that i can kind of save because it kind of dovetails in with a with a, one of our main topics and then i just want everyone to play pizza tower yeah pizza you, keep, so you keep talking about pizza tower. oh my god i'm all in this pizza tower jesse you know about this pizza tower no what the heck is a pizza look it up tower? look it up real quick it's like if um it's the old wario land games but if someone who only grew up watching nickelodeon cartoons uh uh, used MS Paint to draw a game. That <laughs> about, sounds about a man tricky. named Pizza Papino who accidentally creates a pizza who goes to take over the world and he has to climb the pizza tower to defeat said pizza. So, um, it is so good. It is like it, it's like a it's like legitimately good. It's not like I trust you, Marty. So it's I'm not like, gonna... oh it's shit, good. <laughs> it's called Pizza Tower. Pizza Tower. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying Pizza Tower. 
You were saying tower so fast. Pizza, yeah, it's like pizza li- tar. Yeah, the movie Tar, but it's about pizza. Oh, wow. Cape Blanchett's Pizza Tar. This 100% looks like what I remember Sega Genesis games looking like. Okay, now I gotta look. The animation is uh-huh. so good. Like the movement feels so good. And so it's built the same way a Wario level is, which is like, it's more sort of like, it's, it's less like just go to the right and get to the. F- finish line it's kind of like a maze like a puzzle but yeah. the way the wario levels work is you get to the end of the level you knock down a thing and then you have a certain amount of time to get back to the start before the level falls on you and so it is like getting to the finish line is only half the battle mm-hmm. because then you have to use your memory of the rest of the level plus new areas that have opened up to sort of sprint back to so you take like the first half of the level is you taking it slow and learning everything, and then the second half of the level is booking it back to the start to like GTFO before the two minute timer runs out, and like it's just really great. I don't know, it's just like using both halves of your brain in a single level that I really appreciate. This is uh, wild. Lampy is Pizza Tower hidden gem. I, I feel like it's even transcended hidden gem. It's just a, it's like a big old gem now. It's like a, said, it's like a big it was like pizza. super popular, or whatever. But was that a, yeah. that a lie? Were you just lying? <laughs> No, 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 that was, that was a lie. If it wasn't for Sons of the Forest, it'd probably be the biggest indie game of the year so far. It's oh, okay. only got 8,000 reviews on Steam, so technically could count as a hidden gem. Mm, by, by our rule set, I guess. Yeah. What okay, is your rule set for that? I'm curious. Under 10,000 Steam reviews and uh, $15 or less in price. So what made you come to that? Uh, like we we didn't do that. That was Nick who. Yeah. <laughs> who set oh, the okay. I was like, Jesse oh, and I constantly try like... to break those parameters. <laughs> also, uh, we those are some pre- parameters is a a generous <laughs> phrase. Those are some loose guidelines that have been broken multiple times. Yes. Not even by us. True. <laughs> Sometimes pizza like, tower. Do if I put Fire Survivor, and you're like, if I get Pizza Tower in the account, will you guys do Pizza Tower? Absolutely. I would play okay. Pizza Tower. 100%. Okay. Great. We've done it. We got Pizza Tower. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, yeah, Jesse uh, broke the... Jesse played Vampire Survivors on Hit and Gems before it was like Vampire Survivors. Yeah. Or at least oh. he mentioned it. Maybe he, maybe he didn't play it until after it was I, a big deal, but I know you I mentioned, mentioned it beforehand. It, but yeah. By the time my turn came back around, it had like 100,000 reviews. Man, Jesse was in the mud. He was in the mud before anyone else was there. Wait, by the time your turn came back around, isn't it the next week? <laughs> don't you guys just do swap days every week? <laughs> yeah, but I think it was... I don't remember if it was one week or two weeks. Like, if someone mentioned it while I was playing, or if it was just one week. Actually, and if no, the game just it was like one up. week, and it was yeah. while Casey was playing. Someone was like, did you hear about Vampire Survivors? <laughs> so it might have literally been one week. It's possible. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't admit... Do, do you guys get that mud, game... Though. That was someone in chat. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think I, I don't get it. But I, I think Jesse. I don't, I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Vampire survives. It's. I understand the appeal. I. But yeah, it's not. I, I played it for that and was like neat. And I played it like one other time for like twenty minutes and then have never gone back to it. Yeah, I watched like, Jesse play it. I thought, yeah, that looks like an experience. And never, never tried it myself. Had no interest in it. Uh. I think Frost and I were talking about, given that how how much that game blew up, I have to imagine some AAA devs are looking at that, being like, yeah, that, how that do we sense. somehow replicate that that feeling, that tone, that um, gameplay loop? And so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, but then a part of me is like, well, is that going to take like two years? Like, will people care about this in two or three years? Like the same way we're getting, you know, these games like 
the Suicide Squad thing, where six years ago someone saw the success of Destiny and was like, let's do that. And six years later, everyone's like, we don't want that anymore. Yeah, it, t- it takes too long. They That's the thing. Like, the AAA people have to give it a single or double A budget for the fast yeah. turnaround. Otherwise, they will not be able to capitalize. So uh, it, it would be interesting if a lot of a lot of the big publishers pivot in that way. They're like, all right, well, we have all these teams. What are you guys doing? Not much. All right, tackle this and see if it blows up. Because yeah. you get so much more return on that investment than you do hundreds of millions of dollars in a really big thing that then falls flat on its face. You tell Ubisoft to, to do something with Pizza Tower. <laughs> do something with Pizza Tower? What, like, yeah, have Pizza it? Tower, have <laughs> Pepino meet Rayman or something. They seem like they'd be pals. I thought you were going to say, make it, a, make it a Rainbow Six Siege skin. Oh my god, Pizza Pepino and Rainbow Six Siege? That'd be also, huge. Pizza Tower as a Rainbow Six Siege level. Whole Tower of Pizza. Think about yeah. it. Yeah, destructibility, you guys are speaking their language. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, all right, did that, does that wrap things up for you, Marty? <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I guess I can go next. Um, I have actually been playing more Destiny, Destiny Two, to be uh, exact. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, perturbed because it's been a very long time that I've wanted to jump back into Destiny Two, and just haven't. And like. Uh, in the open party in particular, we have a, a very vibrant Destiny 2 community. Like, folks love that game in there. And they'll be talking about lore and weapons or whatever, and I'll feel left out because like, I don't know what any of that means anymore. Like, my time has passed. But, like, all right, now I want to jump back in. Lightfall is here. The trailers look super dope. But, like, nobody's talking about it. And the stuff that I do hear when people are talking about it is, like, not good. Like, folks aren't really into Lightfall. But I've only played, like, two story missions and... Uh, one of those like side adventure things and I've really enjoyed what I've played so far despite the fact that I'm playing it solo which I which you usually don't shouldn't play destiny solo especially if you're playing it on the legendary difficulty where you get all the good stuff it takes a very long time <laughs> to get through those levels but it's like playing uno by yourself like it's not designed <laughs> for that it's really not it's, it's really not but like I play so late at night that like there's no one else awake who, who can like run those things with me and the story missions are not uh match made so like the the one like side thing I did was and I, I had a, a you know randos who ran through the thing with me and it was a very fun time going through that. The story missions I I'm liking the information that I'm getting about the world. I'm liking the level layouts. Like I I think that city uh, Neo Muna is like really really beautiful. Like it's a really fantastic looking like super futuristic neon lit uh, cityscape. Uh, but like the enemy encounters just take a while because. It's just me, and there's so many of them with like heavy shields and like tons of firepower. Like, it's it's a hassle, uh, but I'm still enjoying it. So like, it, it really sucks that it seems like the consensus on it is that this is worse than all of the ones that came before that I bought and skipped out on. <laughs> yeah, from what I've seen in a lot of the uh, responses to it, the th- it's the people who are super heavily invested in the story who are disappointed by the story in this expansion. Mm -hmm. But people seem to like the quality of life changes and the new mechanics and the new things. Um, So I don't know, like maybe it's, maybe you're digging it because you're seemingly less invested in like, you're not like, you know, reading up on his lore every night. I I did watch an hour long lore video before jumping into it because I wanted to catch up. On whatever I miss, like I want to be invested in the story. Like I like the characters. Like I, I still remember most of their names back from when I used to play super heavily. So like I'll be, sh- I'll come back into the the tower or the farm, whatever the, the new hub place is, and be like, oh, I remember Tess Everett. I remember Amanda Holiday. What are they all up to? 
And like, I want to see them interacting and see like how things have progressed because back when I was playing Destiny Heavy, they refused to move the actual plot of the story forward. And the stuff happening now is them finally moving the plot forward. Like stuff is happening with the Traveler and with the darkness and like, like these events have now gained momentum. And it it just sucks to hear that people are saying like, oh, that momentum is bad. Like they should not have actually (laughs) gone in the direction that they've gone because I've not reached that part yet. So, but I don't know, maybe maybe now that my expectations are being set a little lower, that I'll come out of it, the other side, uh, satisfied anyway. Because so far, I have liked everything I've seen, but I'm not super far into it yet. But that's Destiny 2. Um, also, I can talk about uh, Wolong, since uh, that review is oh, out, yeah. embargo's up. Oh, yeah. Um, th- I, I almost wrote my review um, that <laughs> Neo is to Dark Souls what... Wolong is to Sekiro because it's almost exactly the same philosophy <laughs> in that if you're, you know, being very measured in your approach to combat and uh, Koei Tecmo basically took that from Dark Souls and like put a bunch of action mechanics in that for Neo. They essentially did that with Sekiro. So it's the same core philosophy is that you are in a much faster paced fight. It's very parry heavy. You do you need to basically be quick and aggressive uh, in your fights with enemies, but it also adds a bunch of other mechanics on top of that to flesh it out and make it even more. I don't want to say even more interesting because I still think Sekiro's combat is perfect. Like they just they nail the feeling of that back and forth sword play so perfectly. And what Wo Long is doing is matching that, but also giving you a lot of other things to play with in that ecosystem. So like. On one hand, you could think of it as like busy work because it's kind of ancillary. Like you could play the whole game without engaging with any of that stuff. It would be harder because they designed it that way. But like you could you could just parry everything, block everything, and uh, attack with basic attacks, and you could beat bosses. Uh, but I, like I like all that extra stuff. Like it, it makes it more fun. Not more fun than Sekiro, but it makes Wolong itself more fun than what it would be. Uh, kind of just copying it wholesale. Like, it gives it its yeah, own like, identity, I guess. I think it was your... I watched a couple of reviews. I think it was your review, though, that pointed out um, it encourages you to, like, really explore and to, like, kind of map the entire level because you find these, like, totems or whatever right. that are kind of, like, I'm assuming, like, your bonfires. Is yeah, they're, they're they essentially are? bonfires. Some yeah. some you can save at. Others, they just uh, act as a way to increase your fortitude rank. And the morale system is, like, their whole backbone that mm-hmm. kind of uh, mitigates some of the challenge or maybe a lot of the challenge that you would normally face in like one of these sorts of games. Cause like everybody and everything has a number, right? You start the level at zero and like you'll, you'll come across enemies who are also at zero. Some will be at one, some will be at 10. And if you try to fight anything significantly higher than you, there is a, an, like a, a visceral difference in how much damage they can deal to you versus how much you can deal to them. Like it's, it's almost as if, their actual like character levels above you, even though you have a character level which is completely separate from yeah. the system. So it's the way you build up your morale rank is to just fight as many enemies as you can. Doesn't matter what the rank is, as long as you're killing enemies, you build up morale. So they make it so that it's not worth it at all to take on super hard enemies super early because they'll probably kill you. You'll just reset to zero and have to do it over again. If you take out all the, the peons in order, like it'll go from sometimes zero, one, two, three, four, like literally just counting the path. You follow the path of those enemies. 
by the time you get back to where the super strong enemy is, you're either at their level or stronger, and then it's you just continue to progress. So like you don't ever really feel stuck in a level, and like all the levels are fairly linear. Like they're they're not super confusing or maze like in a way that uh, some Souls levels can be, and that you need to really figure out where the hell you're supposed to go next. Like you'll know where you're supposed to go because it's the only place you haven't gone yet. Um, and they'll just lead you right to a boss door. And if you've found all the little totems on the way to that boss door, you'll be the same level as the boss. Oftentimes higher because they give you cushion. Like you'll find more enemies than you actually need to deal with. So like you'll have some cushion. You go into that boss room. You can actually take them on fairly easily if you're over leveled for that boss. Um, so yeah, like most of the boss fights are very challenging though. They they take several because because me I. I don't want to be over leveled. Like I want to fight bosses on like their terms, um, and sometimes I'll go in with maybe a, a level below. But that's just because I'm impatient. I didn't find the thing before I got there, uh, and I'll just keep beating my head against the boss because I'm like, one level can't be that bad, right? Uh, but no, it it, it matters, <laughs> and they they will kick your ass, and you will um you'll have to replay them several times. But I don't think there was any boss I came across that was uh, especially frustrating. But other than, weirdly enough, the first boss. I've heard a lot of talk about how the game has this weird, like, everyone's like, is this first boss broken? No, like, what's it's, going on here? it's kind of a skill check in that that first boss has two phases, mind you. I don't think any other boss has two phases. Like, maybe one other one, but, like, the very first boss has two phases. And his first phase is pretty difficult. Uh, you really do need to, like, learn what they want you to do, which is parry like hell. Uh, you know, break their stance, get like those visceral attacks in or whatever. But then once you learn how to do that and the fa- second phase starts, that one is all about reading the enemy. Because like he has like really big flamboyant moves. Like, he turns to a demon. Uh, he, he does like very big sweeping attacks. Um, and it, it it's definitely trying to teach you what you should be looking out for in boss fights in the future. But like they they really just throw that at you at the beginning. And not until you beat that boss does it even show you the title screen, like where it says "Wo Long Fallen Dynasty." So it's like that. This is oh, where the game begins. That's sick. So like they they really that that boss took me the longest of any boss in the game, and that was the very first boss. But like once you're past that, then I think you'll have the rest of the game dialed in. Was it like this? Like you said, was it like this? It being the first boss, was it like that? Mr. Krabs confused meme like you're coming you're confused like what the heck is going <laughs> on like, like, why? <laughs> what? like no. why is this happening i didn't i even press enter yet or start like what's, what's going no, cause on because I, I think most people know what they're getting into with this uh they're like okay this this is in the vein of you know the souls games or whatnot so it's supposed to be challenging but that that first one is quite a significant skill check so like either you're into that or you're not into that I, like that'll probably that will honestly probably push some people away. Like if they didn't know what this was and it just showed up on Game Pass, like, oh, this looks cool, that might break them and be like, this is not what I want. Cause like the the lead up to that is not that bad. Like there's like, you know, little grunt enemies along the pathway. Like no one is like a higher, a rank so much higher than where you are at that point. But then it doesn't take very long for you to get to that boss and that boss is a beast. So uh, I'd be interested to hear about the folks who um, like didn't, uh, continue after that or who like who just gave up on that boss fight because um yeah he that boss isn't at the max level or whatever but you can you can do the thing that you're doing dark souls games where you grind except you're grinding the morale rank so like you can get up to 25 morale but the bosses will be capped at a certain number so the very first boss is only capped at like 10 i think 10 or 15 
And like the highest I've seen any boss after that was 20. And like they can go up like maybe one because they do a certain move on you that will give them one during the fight. But that's it. Like you can be 25 anytime you go up against a boss and usually that'll give you enough of an edge to compensate for like uh, some mistakes in, in battle. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, well, long it's been, it's been fun. Uh, there's a lot of side stuff in it. Uh, so like if if you are still like feeling underleveled or whatever, uh, or you want like more uh, materials to like uh, grind your gear up to give you like higher numbers for all your gear or whatever, they they have several 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 side quests that are just little snippets of the main mission maps. Like they'll block off areas and just have you go through like a smaller version of a path through there and then you'll fight like a NPC type enemy, not like a big boss, but you'll fight like just a real strong regular guy. Mm-hmm. And then that'll, that'll just give you extra stuff like equipment, money, uh, resources or whatever. And then you can take that stuff into uh, any other situation that you've been struggling with um, or just, or just over level yourself to the point where uh, it, it makes things less of a problem. Um, so you, you can skip all that stuff too. Like I skipped most of it. I tried like maybe two, of those side missions just to see what they were like uh but they're they're not super interesting they're really just there in case you want to grind it's on game pass hell yeah yeah the game is on game pass also has mostly negative reviews on steam does it <laughs> yeah oh it might be because of uh pc performance yeah like, that's a huge part of what it looks like people are complaining about yeah like it, it doesn't run well, it, it ran fine, but it had, like, this constant visual hiccup where, like, it would kind of just blink. Like, it wouldn't happen consistently, like, all the time, like, from beginning to end. But every now and then, it would just happen. So, like... So, you, like, played, it on, you played it on PC? Yeah, I played it on PC, on the okay. Escapist account and whatnot. Um, like, every every now and then, it would get, like, a couple... It would get pretty framey. Um um, and it did it did crash a handful of times. <laughs> like I was lucky in that um, none of the crashes happened like at like really bad times, except for one that was right at a boss fight. But I was I was again lucky because um, I had used a particular thing that saved my morale. So that even even though I guess they counted that as a death because the game crashed, I reloaded right outside the boss door at the same morale rank, and then I beat it that first time anyway because i was i was at the high rank so like it didn't oh, bother gotcha. me yeah but like i it, i'm sure it would be a, a very different situation if i didn't have my exact progress saved and if the fight hadn't just started like i started the boss fight he, he attacked me like three times and then the thing crashed um so i'm sure other folks are getting like much more frustrated than i did but like, yeah like they need to fix whatever the hell's going on on pc uh but i think that's it for me i don't think i watched I'm still watching White Lotus. Haven't finished season one yet. I got one more episode left in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be... I'm caught up on uh, The Last of Us. I'll be watching whatever episode's coming out tonight. I gotta catch up on that today. How good is Murray Bartlett, the dude the, the dude who works at the hotel in, in White Lotus, and then I, the guy who was in the Nick Offerman episode of... of uh, oh, that was him? Yeah, yeah. That's the he same was guy? The, the, yeah, he's Frank, of Bill and Frank. Because my fiance pointed that out, and I was like, no, nah, I don't think that's him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't think that's that too. He's really good. I, yeah, I, I freaking love his character in White Lotus. But then when when so he good. goes down like the darker path, I was so upset. I was like, come on, man! Like you were, <laughs> like you're you're just sabotaging your own life at this point. Like it really upset <laughs> me because I, I liked him so much. 
Uh, but yeah, that, that show's really good. Uh, but that's pretty much are it for you, me. Are you going to jump into season two? Uh, yeah, I'll absolutely jump into season two. Uh, but you said that, that it's like an anthology type thing, right? Like the cast shifts. It's like new yeah, guests. Yeah, what's her name's the only holdover. Uh, the the What's her name? She's won all the awards. The Stifler's mom from American yeah. Pie. <laughs> okay, I know what you're talking Jennifer, about. But Jennifer yeah. Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah, she's the only character who holds over. Okay. And just like I, I'm assuming every season's going to take place at another because it's supposed to be like Hilton or whatever that has you know properties um, so, all across so the world. So it's a different so. White Lotus, even like it's not even the same staff it, in the next one. Oh no, it's in Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Real different. All yeah. right. Yeah, people are like, there's like theories of like, where's the third season going to take place? Someone's like, fancy uh, ski chalet. I'm like, that'd be cool. I watch some skiing. It's really not about like the location though, right? It's about the insane people. Insane things that happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the show only existed because like HBO was like, it's the pandemic. We need to be able to film something with a small amount of characters in a very controlled enclosed environment. And that's how they got that. Nice. Uh well, that does it for me. Uh Jesse. Uh Kat. Oh, either you sure. want to share anything? Oh, okay, go ahead. No, you can go, Jesse. You can go. Okay, um, I have, music-wise, I've really been on a Coldplay kick lately, like, just listening to their old stuff. I need to do X and that. Y, X and Y is probably my favorite Coldplay album. Um, I think it's one of the one of the few albums that I can listen to start to finish without any skips. So, uh, music-wise, I've just really been on a Coldplay kick lately. Um, anime, I'm revisiting my teenage, uh, adolescent years, and I'm re-watching a lot of rom-coms. Um, I don't know if everyone, anyone's heard of one called Toradora. It's a, I don't think that's what I'm thinking of. That's not the one with like the boy who has like a tiger demon hanging out with him, right? No, I was was thinking the tiger demon. Yeah. The girl actually, it's funny that you say that, um, Toradora is about a girl. She is like really, really rich, but her parents just don't really care about her. So they put her up in like this really nice apartment by herself but it's right across from like a really like jacked up apartment where this boy is poor but he's a really good cook and he cleans a lot so they are classmates and basically it's basically about like their friendship and how it evolves into like a little bit more Mm -hmm. um but she's actually called a palm palm top tiger which like she's like a deep like she she's really feisty so it's got it's actually pretty funny that you said that um i think that's what that means (laughs) i think Torah is 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 tiger in Japanese? Mm. Well, yeah, fun fact for everyone. I think <laughs> I could be I could very, be very wrong. So the movie Torah 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 is just tiger tiger tiger. That makes is, sense. <laughs> that would check out. Okay. Um, yeah, honey, yeah, confirms Torah is tiger in Japanese. Okay, cool. Um, so um, I've been rewatching that, and then also there is a manga that I started reading when I was in junior high called Love Hina. Yeah, I've heard that name I, a ton, but yes, I've, I've never watched the show. Love Hina. I've read the manga, so I'm rewatching the anime, uh, Choi Bits, uh, Fruit Basket. I'm going through like my adolescent years yeah, like, in those, anime. Those are so, those are all like big uh, '90s series or uh, like 2000s late series. '90s, early early 2000s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those, those um, always show up on lists of like, oh, you should watch these anime. But then I'd look at them and be like, I don't want to watch these. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, anime-wise, I'm just going through that. And then, like Marty was saying earlier, the part one of part three, the final season of Attack on Titan came out, but I just haven't watched it yet. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Aaron's the bad guy, guys. I'm sorry to tell you all that. And everyone watching the stream, he's the bad guy. But a lot of people on Twitter, which is really interesting, a lot of people on Twitter are like, that have watched it, are like defending him. They which were, is really yeah, interesting. He, it's that whole, he's the protagonist. He's like the Thanos, he's yeah. like, he's like Thanos of Attack on Titan yeah. right now. So it's... <laughs> You know, <laughs> people are still people are still watching The Last of Us, and they're like, "Joel's a good guy," but Joel's not a good guy. Joel's a bad man. It's <laughs> a, a bad man. He has everything coming to yeah, him. It's it's all in in the post Breaking Bad world, where like the, your main character is the bad guy, and folks just can't seem to wrap their head around that. And I think it's you know, it's because of obviously if you've watched Attack on Titan or done a recap or seen from like start the beginning who Aaron was and how he was and why he became part of, you know, the survey corps to see him go from that. And then it just basically evolves into him, you know, saying I'm taking everybody out. It's like, people are like, no, he's just misunderstood. And you don't understand what he's been through. And, and, you know, all these other things. <laughs> I don't so. think that excuse works when it comes to glo- <laughs> it does, like it, genocide it, on a global just, level. It doesn't excuse genocide. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, um, so I'm going to, I'm probably take a look at that. And then um, I have not, this is actually kind of old, but, I've heard so many bad things about the second season of Promised Neverland, so I never watched it. But I think yeah, I'm going to give it a try. I think I'm going to. I think I'm finally going to give it a try. Yeah, do it so. for science. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, gaming wise, uh, Marty inspired me because I watched him on stream. Um, he had played through Resident Evil Four, and then seeing all the stuff for the Resident Evil Four remake, I started replaying through it on my PS4. Yeah. So it made me. And Marty had said this on a stream the other the other day. It made me really realize how much I enjoyed it as a kid, like playing it, you know, when it was two discs on the GameCube and I didn't, <laughs> when it was two discs on the GameCube and I had to save it to my little memory card, it made me really realize how much I enjoy it. So I'm hoping that I enjoy the remake just as much. So, um, so some of the gameplay that they've, I've seen on Twitter, it looks really, really good. It looks unreasonably good. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, like the, new, the, the, the newest stuff they showed finally showed all the weird shit, which I'm very excited yeah, you're for. Waiting on that. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone was kind of yeah. worried that like it was just going to be like real spooky and realistic. Which no, I, and it's super gory. Like, there's yeah. one, there's a lot of, um, there's one uh, gameplay footage that they showed on some, I forgot what Twitter it was, but it's like they're walking into like a chapel or they're walking into a room and Ash is like, what is that? And it's a zealot and he turns into like the... Thing. he's like give me Parasite some space buggies. yeah yeah and it like grabs them and you just see all like this blood and stuff so i'm really interested is is the guy the potato sack guys i'm really interested to see them in the resident Evil form too remake, so. These guys are too scary. Uh, they were scary in like 2004 they, they really were <laughs> they really were so um i'm playing through that right now obviously my my grind for tech and god continues um yeah, i've so seen the doing... clips you've been posting about like these, these crazy comebacks oh man it's these people could breathe on me and I would be finished. Like, it's like I go into like it's like I go into fight or flight mode. I feel like I no, it's really on. exciting to watch. So um, I'm doing that, and then I'm actually gonna. There's a there's a really good there's a really cool Discord, and um, they're called uh, Girls Got a Game, and it's like a a huge game community for women, and they're actually holding a bunch of tournaments for Women's History Month. So or women, yeah, Women's History Month. So they're doing actually a Tekken tournament. Nice. So, I'm gonna enter that and and see what happens. But hey, good luck. When, uh, when is that? Is that gonna be like uh, shown anywhere, or is it like internal? Yeah, no, I'll post it in the Discord, the Open Party Discord too, and I'll put it on my Twitter. All right, nice. Um, but um, I think they're gonna they're probably gonna stream it from their Twitch. 
Sweet. I know when they did when they did a um, Apex an Apex invitation, they streamed it from their Twitch, and there were multiple matches going on. But I guess the way they did it is that you could they would go to like different matches. They would show like the different matches from like one central point. So it was pretty cool. Um, other than that, TV wise, I don't. I think I kind of we kind of talked about this before. So I'm not really into like new TV shows. Like I'm a creature of habit, so I just keep watching like the same things over and over again. But if people tell me like, "Hey, you should really watch this," I'll give it a try. Like that's how I got into like Euphoria. But yeah, other other than that, I haven't really I have not watched Last of Us yet. So um, p- people keep telling me you need to watch it. You need to watch it. So, but other than that, that's I mean, you don't much... need to watch it. <laughs> but it's a good and show. my and my animal my Animal Crossing addiction continues. Um, Tom the Crook Nook is still pinching me for bells. He's pinching me for bells, and I, just, I I keep going back. I keep I just I just got a house loan for two million bells for a basement. Mm-mm. What is wrong with me? Mm-mm. How am I in debt in a video game? This makes no sense to me. <laughs> I go and pay my little wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> my little pay my little bells and my little little kiosk so I can pay down my loan. It's ridiculous. But other than that, um, and, oh, I've noticed I've noticed that a lot of people have been getting into Street Fighter all of a sudden because I think a couple weeks ago, the the Capcom Cup it was like a two million dollar pool, and people were like just going bonkers over it. So I've seen a lot of more stuff on my feed. Mm-hmm. Algorithms are funny like that, but I've seen a lot of stuff on my feed about like Tekken Six and how people are getting like real. Or, I'm sorry, Street Fighter Six. People are getting like really, really excited for it. Yeah. Um, Tekken Eight looks really, really good. Um, they've been doing like the character reveals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at Evo Japan, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they reveal Ling Xiaoyu because that's who I played with in Tekken. That's so yeah. that's my main. That's my girl. So, um, but other than that, just. That's about it for me. It's, it's a big year for fighting games. It really is. They come yeah, back. New Tekken, new Street Fighter, new Mortal Kombat. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive just dropped on Game Pass. Hey, game Pass? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, now I have to play it. <laughs> I got Game Pass oh, for a few months. Speaking I'm of new, Guilty Gear. Speaking mm-hmm. of new games, there was a game I saw. It's by Soli and the 101 pub the 101 publishers. They they did Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive. Um, they came out with a game called Once a Dead. Oh yeah, um, Jesse. Case Casey's the world's number one fan. That game. So like, I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And then I was in a group chat with my friends, and he was playing it. I was like, hey, can you play share it so I can watch you? That game is atrocious. <laughs> oh my god, that game is horrible. Would and you listen, say it's a hidden gem? No, absolutely not. Listen, cat. <laughs> listen. So, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. So. I was like, cool. I was like, my friend, I was like, wait, how much was this? So like when I, I when he was playing, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. They charged people $59.99 for that game. That is insane. Yokina, they sent me a hand grenade in the mail. <laughs> I swear to God, they sent me the press kit for that game and it included a hand grenade in it. It wasn't a real hand grenade, but it was still very ominous. Horrible voice <laughs> acting, horrible cutscenes. They mm. try to create this metaverse of going between video games and anime and and all this other stuff it is just ridiculous so i was like let me go look at the, some of the let me go look at some of the reviews ign gave it like three out of ten mm-hmm. and then polygon excuse my language can i cuss i'm sorry but this is what the it said the most batshit game of 2023 which is true like they just came out the gate saying we're just gonna make the 
horrible. I'm sorry, Jesse. Go ahead. I digress. That that was just horrible. Just I'll just say you got one guess, but one of the three people you're in this call with thinks it's going to be their game of the year. No, no. no. Let's see. It's Sigma. It is. Sigma. Yeah, that was Listen. quick. Yeah, it was. Listen. <laughs> Listen, I I do not disagree with any any critique that you have just levied at that game. All of it is true. It does not change the fact that that game is incredible. (laughs) It looks gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Like it looks, it's like a hack and slash. It kind of gave me like Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. No, absolutely. It is definitely challenging, Kojima. In, in that very, uh, like, kind of self-aware meta-commentary, uh, trying to push uh, the medium forward in a way, except it's not doing those things, but instead doing something else entirely. And no one knows what that thing is. But, like, that's... Like, I really became endeared to that game because of that. Like, I was just like you guys. I, was, right. I, I had to play this for review, mind you. I wrote a whole review about it. Uh, check it out, three more. I, the beginning of my playtime with that game was not good. I was not having a good time. It was not favorable. I was very upset at how little it was trying to keep me engaged in the story. Like it made no sense whatsoever going from cussing to cussing. Nothing that was happening was making any sense. Once I finally understood that it was never going to make any sense, that it didn't want to make sense for some reason, I, I kind of let that part go. And it sort of washed over me just how crazy it was. Like, I got interested in just seeing how nonsensical it would get. Like, why are they talking about, like, why are they talking about, uh, like, food in the restaurant? Like, they're talking about, um, the doctor's talking about letting his his squad leader die because he forgets to bring his medicine while they have a, a android handcuffed in the back of a truck or whatever. Like... They, they're talking about, uh, they're cops, mind you, and they're talking about I should have killed the suspect who I had to interview uh, in the in the detention cell when I had the chance. And, and the main, the main, is she Russian? Because that's uh, a horrible, horrible I think, voice. I think, all the, I think all the staff is Swedish. She, and she, yeah, she's, a Hong, she's a Swedish police officer yes, in, in Hong Kong. Kong. Yes, uh, doesn't and make like, any sense. Never, never explain the, why. There was one cutscene where she, I guess she's like in the cafeteria of like the police station, and it's like for a good, I want to say, a good forty-five seconds. It shows her. I think what they were trying to convey is that the food is really bad. Like, yeah, that's. The, I, I think that's, that's what they the wanted to convey. That she was trying to eat, so she's like poking at like I guess a that's piece Jesse's of sausage. Favorite, that's Jesse's favorite. favorite cutscene. And like she's cutting at it, and then she picks up the Jello and goes like this. I'm just kind of like, this is. Re-. And then her voice, of, oh, I'm in trouble again. Like it reminded me of like Chinese kung fu theater. You've disgraced our family. Like that's literally what the voice acting reminded me of. Like it's just ridiculous. We can we can have a whole it, podcast about this game. Like it's really bad. It's, it's horrible. It is. It is bad, but it's yeah. also really good, Cat. <laughs> I, I trust I trust your judgment. It's really I know it's you. really good. It really is. The we to Casey did the review of it and I watched it and was like, I wanna play this game based on this review because I like things that are that wacky. So I don't like the game. I agree with you on that. Actually trying to play the game I do not enjoy. But I love 
watching that game. I think it is a a so bizarre. And the fact that there is karaoke with a rhythm game it's that's not to rhythm. It's the worst karaoke. That you can't skip. <laughs> they force you to finish the song. Even if you press no buttons, the song will play from beginning to end. Like, act, like, actually trying to play the game makes the karaoke worse. It sounds worse yeah. when you're hitting all the buttons. <laughs> I mean, but isn't like, that, like, real karaoke? <laughs> the best thing to do is remain silent and the song yeah. sounds better. <laughs> but, like, it, it's so bizarre that that makes it endearing to me. Like, the, the fact that it is, I don't know if they were, it's kind of what you were saying with, like, the graphics where how good they look. And there are specific things about it that it is clear that there are people with talent on that game makes it so like i i want to know more like i appreciate it but i don't want to play it but i do appreciate it like it's it's fascinating it is fascinating and 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 the thing is like the fascination with like what could possibly happen next in this batshit insane story like yeah. got me to give enough time to understanding the actual gameplay loop. And then I found the gameplay loop to be extremely satisfying. Like, I really actually like playing that game. Like, when uh, Jesse and I played it for two weeks straight on Hidden Gems, Jesse went first, and then I went the week after because Jesse got to, like, maybe two hours in, and that is not when the game clicks, two hours in. Jesse was like, okay, I don't know about this. So I I started from that point and played another two hours, uh, but basically on like a, a new game plus file. So I had all the upgrades or whatever. And I was just trying to show him like how fun the combat can be when you kind of know what you're doing and you have a feel for it. And we were just flying through levels. Like we got through, like Jesse only completed like the first level over that two hours. Uh, and we didn't even get to see the stream cutscenes. But the next stream, we got through the second level, all the cutscenes. Well, the cutscenes from the tail end of the first level, all the cutscenes start in the second level, the second level. All the cutscenes after the second level, and then like about the first third of the the nightclub afterwards. And oh, like, like when I was watching it, oh, I'm sorry, say I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I'm go sorry. Ahead. You know that scene in Doctor Strange when he doesn't believe the Sorcerer Supreme at first, and then she puts her thumb on him, and he goes through like this huge thing. Of, uh-huh. That's literally how I felt watching this game because i was just kind of like what am i watching i'm confused was there something in my tea like what is yeah. going on it just i i you know what i get what you're saying sigma it takes you by surprise but absolutely it was i did not know what i was looking at at first i really had to sit down and be like okay play share all right because I guess the play share was like 30 minutes. So it was like a it was like a train wreck I just could not look away from because the play share was like only 30 minutes. So I kept telling them, hey, keep sending me play share invites because I got to keep watching you play this. This is absolutely horrible. So uh, that's hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. I digress. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to say, like, if, yeah, if, it, if it doesn't seem like it will appeal to you, appeal to you then by all means, don't even bother with it because it probably won't. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's definitely not for everybody. But if you have any interest in this sort of nonsense, um, I think... It, it can get to the point where you actually do love it, not just like like it or tolerate it. Like, like if if there's if you have any inkling that this might be for you, give it like a solid try. Like, don't don't leave after the first two, three hours. <laughs> just give it a solid try. I think it will catch you. Like, I, I actually do, did love it. Um, it's not it's not my current game of the year. That's that's just that's an over <laughs> that's being overly dramatic. Uh, but I, I really did love that game. Uh, oh crap! Is that 
Was that all our... Uh... No, Jesse. Oh, no, Jesse. Sorry. Yes, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jesse's also been playing Wanted Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yes. We already talked about that. <clears throat> uh, I've been playing Eternal Darkness on my channel. Nice. And uh, what a good game. Like, holy cow. I'm... Like, that was a big thing. Like, the big cult classic. It was like the GameCube exclusive survival horror and like it was a Silicon Knights game, which after that they tanked pretty hard with yeah. like two failures in a row, and then uh, suing Epic, and then got sued by Epic, and like a lot of stuff. Yep. But like that game, I understand why people were really wanting like a spiritual successor to it, and like a bunch of stuff. Like that is a good. I haven't finished it yet. It's a good game. It's real. It's got some good spookiness. Like the story's intriguing. I really like how like you play different people throughout time, all ending up working against like these uh elder god things. Like and then things you learn as a previous person gets transferred through the book of uh Eternal Darkness. And then when someone touches it, they learn all the stuff that they had before that. So like every new character you have, once you get the book, you have all your old stuff. Like all your old spells and and like that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. It's super fun. I'm I'm looking forward to finishing it. And I'll probably do a second playthrough to get footage. Because when you start the game, you have to pick from one of three gods. <clears throat> and each god you choose changes the game some. So it's not the exact same experience every time. It's probably not a huge difference. <clears throat> but like, it's a little bit. And that is pretty neat. It's wild that that game never was is, is locked on the GameCube. Yeah, that's a thing that I I want to talk about. When I do a video on it is like, like game preservation and stuff like that. Where it's like this is this it's yeah it's stuck there. Like there's mm-hmm. no ports. There's no nothing. Like I my friend Blight who loves that game let me borrow his copy and I'm playing it on my Wii. And the only reason I can play this game other than you know like just downloading emulator is because I have a Wii that still works mm-hmm. and I have a copy of that game from someone else because like. That's stupid. You should be able to play a <laughs> yeah, good be game get, because you get just want to it. play it. <laughs> what? No, I mean, like, you you should be able to access that. Part of it is because of like you said, Silicon Knights kind of tanked after that. Like that was was that like the only original IP they had that was successful? Like because other no, than that, they were doing like a bunch of like uh, remakes and stuff, right? Uh, no, because they did um, uh, 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 like Legacy and Kane. Right. So that was yeah, another original. Was but yeah, after that they did an X Men game, and then the Two Human, which was also original. Yeah, and yeah Twin that, that one was not. Uh, oh, they did do Twin Snakes. That's right. Yeah, they, did, yeah, uh, they had that. I think they had like a joint deal on uh, GameCube mm-hmm. for both those games. Yeah, Eternal Darkness is weird because like Nintendo published it. Like Miyamoto's a producer on it, so yeah, I would imagine Nintendo has final say of if they wanted to port it. Like I don't think they have to like get fucking Dennis Dyack's permission. And charge fifty dollars for a game that came out. Yeah, yeah, that's Nintendo, all right. Well, but at least you'd be able to play it. <laughs> it, it, seemed, it seemed like Dennis Dyack kind of burned a lot of bridges on his way, uh, like on the tail end of like the two human situation. So, like, yeah. if if Nintendo has to deal with him in any capacity, they probably would just refer prefer not to. Like, it's probably not worth it to them to be like, all right, yeah, this game was good, but they don't want to like have to send him contracts or 
have him, you know, talk in the press about anything, whatever, because yeah. he's, he's been a little inflammatory in the past. So that that kind of sucks. Oh, tea. <laughs> yeah, it's... Seems like a bad situation. He was he was supposed to be working on a spiritual successor to Legacy of Kane. He actually showed it off at a past Escapist indie showcase. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I've just never heard anything from it since. <laughs> I don't I don't know what happened to that game <laughs> or that man. <clears throat> uh, so that? All right. So I'm gonna drop some more nerd cred before I drop the bomb here about how lame I am. Uh, uh-huh. I've been playing Bayonetta two with my partner. Fantastic game. Absolutely love it. Possibly even better than the first one. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, I played Undead Horde, a game where you get to be a necromancer. Cool. All right. Stop playing after a couple hours. I beat God of War 2 with Casey. Yeah. Why like, how do you think it held up to God of War 1? The combat's better. Absolutely. Uh, I think I mentioned this at the end of the stream. The beginning of the story, where you're learning about the Titans, and the end of the story, where like you're dealing with the gods, are both really good. But that whole middle section is like, it feels like pretty much nothing gets done. Yeah, like, like not it, a it lot feels actually very happening in the story. It's like cool, cool gameplay, but not really like. Yeah, moving the gameplay the is better than one. Yeah, they they took that and ran with it, and it was mm-hmm. and it was good. Like I I like the gameplay a lot more than one, but the story yeah. of one as a whole is better. But I really like the story, the bookends of the story of two. That's like on those two parts are on par with the story of one. <laughs> Maybe even better. Uh, I read Cold Spots, which is a, a comic about ghosts. Well, it's not about ghosts, but ghosts are in it. We're doing a book club, a comic book club over in the disc, the Tyrannal Chorus Discord. So that's the first one we did. Okay. So like I've, I'm doing nerdy stuff, I promise. But well, I am so yeah, like, where is this curious what, where we're about to go. <laughs> You can talk about doing your taxes or something? No. <laughs> we, we, I don't know how it started, but have y'all watched that new Night Court show? No. But the, oh, it's with the uh, girl from Big Bang, right? Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't seen it. It's really good. And I've been watching that and it's really funny and it's super lame. It's very pedestrian. Is it on <laughs> Peacock? It's on Hulu? Peacock. Oh, it's probably Hulu. on NBC too, but like. I don't, I, I mean, I own a TV, but I don't have, t- I don't, if I, someone was like, watch ABC live right now, I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know how to access. Wait, can you just TV put on anymore. the channel? Yeah, you should be able to just get that. Don't most TVs movie. have like internal antennas to get local channels? <laughs> Pretty sure. Like I watch sports on my TV and I just like say channel five and then NBC comes up. No. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I've watched TV. Dang, you just don't even know how it works anymore. I, I don't. It's, <laughs> does your remote have a five on it? <laughs> no, it's no numbers. There are no numerical values on my remote. <laughs> it's just but it's shapes. got a Netcore button, let me tell you. I hit the Netcore button, and ooh, they get into all sorts of scrapes and scraps in that court. Like, I, I yeah, like it's, a, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I read an article that was comparing a bunch of like remakes uh, that aired. And that Night Court was the only good one. It was like Night Court, uh, oh. Velma, and something that I cannot remember. But like they were, they were saying Night Court was the only one that seemed to. Oh, that that '90s show. They were saying oh, okay. um, Night Court was the only one that really nailed it in terms of like bringing a thing from the past into the present in like a a meaningful way, which I disagree with because I I like both of them, Velma and. Uh, <laughs> That 90s show. show. Maybe you'll love Night Court. Wow. Imagine how much you'd love Night Court. I don't know. I've never watched the original one. That's the thing. 
It was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I like the original one. I haven't seen the new one though, so okay. I'll, have to, I'll have to take a look at it. Yeah, I've I've never seen the original. But so like, what's the deal? It it's is. like court at like night court. Yeah, it's courts at night. It's the, shenanig- the shenanigans that happen. Yeah, well, I, work, I work in the legal system, and where I work, no, we do not have court at night. But uh, <laughs> I don't think that's real, is it? Maybe in other places, but I know, I know for us, no, we we do not hold the court does not hold uh, any type of hearings or trials. Uh, very much yeah, like yeah, a think about that. Thing. Like court is like a government institution, and you're telling me the yeah. government is working over like at nighttime? No, that's not. Yeah, hey. like like my my Walgreens. <laughs> hey, is 24 in the military hours. did. <laughs> That's true. I guess the military isn't like, well, time to clock out. <laughs> nah, bro. You go home. We you go home when we say you go home. That's pretty much what it's like in, in the military. So yeah, night I, court doesn't have anything to do with the court of the owls. No, it does not. <laughs> there, no, okay. there, no. there is an episode where they have a pigeon infestation because mm. it's all about like it's at the night, so it's like the courts that like is the the joke cases. Like you're at the night court because like. It's the pitch being like that's where all the weird cases are, uh-huh. and like no, like the there's not as many custodians, and there's like you're just at a different time of day when no one cares about what's happening there. Like nine to five is when court matters, and then after that, you're on your. That's own. actually a really interesting premise. I didn't realize that that's kind of what they were going for. <laughs> yeah, so like there's a lot of like really silly stuff that they do, and like silly cases, and like you know, conflicting personalities and, like, you have that underdog thing of, like, you know, we're holding it together right now and nobody cares about us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very... It's very charming. All the characters are, like, really bring something unique to the dynamic. And they do a really good job of making sure no matter which characters are on screen, they pair well with each other. So, like... The, the super optimistic judge and the, like, real grumpy lawyer, like, they always have something together. But mm-hmm. then, like, the super grumpy lawyer and the, like, I can't believe I'm here, I'm better than this lawyer also have a good pairing. And then, like, everybody has a way to bounce off of each other. <laughs> oh, night court. Yeah. <laughs> <Classic> night court. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm really enjoying it. And there's only, like, nine episodes out so far, and I watched them all. <laughs> Uh, Lampy in the chat asking, are the characters actual characters, Jesse? Uh, I don't know what that means. Did I say did I say the characters are characters or something? I, I don't probably know. did. <laughs> I don't know. I thought oh, that might the mean characters to you. they are actual characters, as in like goofy and Oh, happy. what a character. Yeah, oh. what a character. Yeah, they are actual characters. They're all like a little too whatever they are, and that makes everybody like that, so they all fit together well. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. What if the second season took a hard turn and like a really serious case Night Court had to take? Night Court. Like yeah, a murder. Pocket <laughs> one, four, five, double homicide. It's a murder. It was by it's like suddenly, a vampire. So, <laughs> so like we can't so we can't have this in the day. Yeah. <laughs> we can't have this in the day. Like our witness would just burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would love that. That's that sounds even. I'm gonna be honest. That might get me into night court. Yeah, that sounds even better. I was gonna say like, oh, it takes a turn like Perry Mason on HBO or something. But no, the vampire <laughs> that got, show. That show got better. so dark. Oh my god. I, I loved it though. I thought that. Was oh a yeah, it was great. great show. Let's come back. Season two starts. I think in a week. Today? Oh yeah. A week. Oh, I'm I'm stoked. That was a really good show. 
Nice. Okay. <laughs> Dyke Court, what we do in the shadows. Yes, please. <laughs> I love what that, we do that in the shadows. That sounds like a great idea. They kind of did that. They had an episode where there was like some sort of like tribunal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where they had all the different, like Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes was there as a day walker. (laughs) That show is so good. good. (laughs) Um, Okay, does that uh, wrap things up for you, Jesse? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right, because we we do got a little bit of news to get to. Uh, First up, uh, Square Enix's CEO, uh, who goes by the name. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, Yosuke Matsuda. There you go. Yosuke Matsuda um, is stepping down. Uh, he uh, is the, he's been in power for quite a while. Uh, he basically oversaw the sale of uh, crap, the Tomb Raider studio, IDOS, Square uh, Enix, Crystal oh, Dynamics, no, IDOS. Crystal IDOS. Dynamics. Yeah. IDOS. and IDOS, and then oh, IDOS, all their Western studios. Hitman, yeah. yeah, so all the Western yeah. based studios. He oversaw their sale for what a lot of people considered kind of a paltry three hundred million. Like he really kind of bargain basement got rid of them. Um, then basically uh, announced to the world that they were going to invest heavily into crypto, um, which after we started to see some of the failings of those sort of uh, ventures, he kind of doubled down on. He's like, oh, no, we're, we're still very much going to be crypto bros. Um, and we've really not seen anything come of that. Did you say, did you say crypto bros? Crypto bros, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a real thing. I'm they are sorry. all over the internet. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a message on Discord for a crypto bro the other day. Yeah. They be sent, yes. They're sending me random ass WhatsApp messages like, hey, come to our crypto investing group. I'm like, no. How did you get this number? <laughs> you should say fucking meet me in night court. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, like, kind of a, like Square Enix has been in kind of a weird place for a long time. But, like, it has seen in recent years that they've been making a lot of just really bad decisions. And, of course, the CEO should be the one to blame for such a thing. Uh, so he is stepping down. They didn't say that he was, like, outright fired. But I can imagine, like, they were not happy with some of his decision making. Uh, so uh, he'll be replaced by uh, Take- Takeshi Kiryu, who, uh, was c- who was currently the chief strategy officer. Um, but my question really is, um, do... Do we see kind of a shift? Because the CEO does kind of hold a lot of the sway in terms of like the, the direction that companies move in, right? Like we, we saw like a very a very visible change to the entire feeling of Xbox once Phil Spector, Phil Spencer uh, became head, right? Like he really just changed changed the entire feeling of that company. Honestly, like almost overnight, I want to say. Like it took it took a while for like people to catch up but phil was like making changes like from day one um with new leadership at square enix do we think that there's a chance that they can shift to kind of a better place or is square enix a company that might be on its last legs just in general like or like say final fantasy 16 that's around the horizon doesn't do as well as they needed to like are they going to be in trouble even with this uh leadership change look if konami can bounce back ha- anybody have they can bounce back? I mean, they they, they're like announcing six, games. Six, yeah, they, Sigma, Shade. Six, they got saying. six new Silent Hill games coming out. Coming out. They've, like, they, yeah. they've not... They're not out yet. Yeah, they've not come out yet. Yeah, to me, it's like, 
if it's a bouncy ball, we're at the point where the ball has made contact with the ground, and we'll see if it actually bounces. <laughs> like, <laughs> just bounces and stays yeah. So, like, something's going to happen one way or another. Or the ground under it might just crack. And yeah, or it turns out the ball is not rubber at all, and it's just yeah. going to splat against the ground. This was a bowling ball, and now we have a hole. Uh, <laughs> it does not bounce. Uh, I hope so. Because mm-hmm. aside from I Nintendo, agree. Square is probably my favorite um, video game developer ever. Uh, and and uh, they're such a frustrating company because they've done they've done in the last few years they've done a lot of games that I've really fucking liked. Um, like I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is one of the most interesting projects that's currently ongoing in games. Uh, I loved uh, last year's Live Alive. I really loved Fiat Rhythm this year. Uh, I like what they're doing by sort of like re-energizing classic franchises, whether it's the Mana games or, or Saga Frontier or Chrono Cross. Um, but then at the same time, they've invested heavily in stuff like Babylon's Fall and Balan Wonderworld and yeah. Forspoken and the Avengers and and like Those some of like great. Some of the biggest flops of the last couple of years by like beloved creators, um, and by what you would assume are like can't fail franchises like Marvel. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and fucking like Yuji Naga's going to jail for them, <laughs> <laughs> not for them, but like because well, yeah, of them. in relation because Yuji Naga worked for Square Enix, he is now going to jail. Like that's yeah. just facts. <laughs> you don't, know, you know, where we can solve his problems. Night court. Night court. <laughs> wait, wait, he's going. What about going to jail? Insider oh yeah, trading. Ijinaka did insider trading because he got all sorts of info on what Square was working on, and then bought a bunch oh. of bought a bunch of stocks. Yeah, he's going wow. to night court. Oh, he's definitely. Oh, he's definitely going to night court for sure. Yeah, wait, wait a minute, if it's our night court and it's day in Japan, how does that work? Day court. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this works. Um, and another and a multiverse. There's the night court in Japan. The exact same show. Just it's in like a pocket, a pocket universe where it's always night. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then Square also releases just a shit ton of like really weird and forgettable stuff. Like last year, they had that Deal Field Chronicles, which didn't you guys play? Like yeah, we played, and ago. it was yeah very uh, middling. <laughs> yeah, they did that like Harvestella. Um, there was like Valkyria, Elysium. Uh, there was a Star Ocean game. Just like a bunch of shit that like makes no noise when it abs- absolutely hits. Yeah. Um, but like they have like a really a, 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 like a really interesting, hopefully good lineup going forward of, of heavy hitters with Final Fantasy 16, which is sort of just on the cusp of releasing the part two of Final Fantasy 7 remake, um, Dragon Quest 12, have Kingdom we seen Hearts anything 4. Of part two, the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Uh, they showed a, a, a brief trailer and then they, they named it Rebirth. I think they're going with a re so remake, rebirth, and then the third game is gonna be another re. So like Wait, they're doing they're cutting it into three? Yes, they've announced three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So remake was a subtitle and not just what it was. Yes. So in theory, <laughs> it's Final Fantasy Seven Part One is called Remake, and then it's gonna be Rebirth. And then they have something reborn. else called Reunion. Re could be reborn, yeah. Um yeah, that's all very it's all very confusing. Um but I hope like, like those Matrix games are good. Actually. It is absolutely like Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> the Anna Final Fantasy. Uh uh so yeah, I hope that this is sort of them getting away from that blockchain NFT NFT nonsense cuz that's that's dumb. Yeah, yeah, I don't that, need, I don't, I don't need that anyway. I'll put money down that they're still investing. Like that's something I feel like they probably put enough money into that it's not a matter of like, oh, we're just gonna pivot from this. They might 
you know, not focus on it as hard, but they are yeah. still doing that avenue. Mm. But yeah. like in what way? Because like we we saw uh, Ubisoft say like we have uh, what's the name? Quartz that was going to be attached oh, to yeah. uh, the Ghost, Ghost Recon. Recon stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> they moved away from that because it did not work. <laughs> uh, there was. Uh, there was someone else who announced how the NFT thing was like an actual plan for it, which also didn't work. Like, I feel like Square Enix said that they would invest into NFTs and uh, crypto and stuff, but there was just no information. There was so, no concrete. Yeah. 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 So, like, um, in, in what way did they invest? Like, did yeah. they actually even invest? I don't know. <laughs> I also don't know is like, I don't know what like the the Japanese response to NFTs and and blockchain stuff is like. I don't know That's if people true. there are sort of as like quick to like say fuck off as a lot of folks in America are. Um, also, the other thing I love about Matsuda is he's a secret boss in Near Automata. In there's a there's a fighting arena in Near Automata, and you could ask to fight the boss, and the character will say, "Are you sure? Because this might break your immersion." <laughs> <laughs> and then I think your response is literally immersion shim immersion and then you go and fight them and then you go and fight this dude and he's like in a suit I, I remember seeing yeah, he's just a that. dude he's just yeah, a salary just man a yeah, man yeah, in a suit yeah. Um, but yeah I, I hope the future is bright for Square because um, yeah selling off all their western studios for, for what I felt was, was a paltry 300 million Especially to Embracer, because, man, I don't trust Embracer. I don't know what's going on there. They want to make more Lord of the Rings movies. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing, Embracer? Where do you get all your money from? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, Embracer seems to kind of come out of nowhere and just gobble up a big chunk of video games. It's, yeah, uh, it's weird. How do you not trust a, a group that's made up of bankrupt video game publishers and developers? I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, the sarcasm in your voice. (laughs) It's like the Island of Misfit Toys from the Rudolph. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of like broken water guns and Jack in the Boxes. Yeah, I I really hope. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesse. Were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say it's a who's who of Chapter Eleven. But now you. (laughs) Um, Sigma. It's really interesting because I never really being on your podcast and and being on here and chatting with everyone. I've never really looked at like the business aspect of video games until recently. So probably over the last few years, like the last year or so, and then since being on your your podcast, it's really made me look to that side of video games. Um, but I really do hope that Square Enix bounce back, back, bounces back from it because I grew up in Japan between 96 and 2001. So that was like a really big time for video games, yeah, like a huge transition. So um, Square Enix is a really big part of my childhood. So is Konami because like, you know, Chrono uh, Chrono Trigger and um, Metal Gear Solid and Final Fantasy, obviously. So um, I, just really, I guess for nostalgic or for sentimental reasons, I really do hope that Square Enix can bounce back from this because they're just, they're a big part of why I got into video games in the first place. Yeah, I think a lot so, of people probably feel the same way right like the same thing with konami right it's like you want those franchises that you love to thrive and like you hate to see kind of what they've become or what they've been relegated to um by today's standards so like yeah i'm also rooting for them like i do hope that this marks a significant change in how they're approaching some of their stuff um like they but yeah a lot of damage has already been done to the company as a whole because of some of these past decisions uh, but I think that's why he's he's being ousted after all this time finally because like I think they, they probably have just finally had enough. Like there's probably some uh, 
succession-esque story in the background of how they finally figured out how to get rid of him because like that that kind of thing can be very tricky in like the corporate world yeah because I, I assume like it couldn't have been everyone who was on board with some of these decisions like i'm sure a lot of the devs were like why are we investing or talking about investing in nft like or why are you selling the tomb raider franchise like one of the most bankable recognizable ips in video games we mm-hmm. own it right now and you want to sell it for half and the same you want to you want to save it for the same price as the other studio that makes hitman which isn't hitman is not at the same level of tomb raider (laughs) yeah but like it's just just very wild decisions i I was always assuming that um matsuda probably had like just a boner for sony and really just wanted sony to buy square enix like they they specifically uh make exclusives for sony without sony having to pay them (laughs) like they'll just make a game that doesn't go on any other platform other than sony platforms and then like they'll actively wait or ignore like the xbox platform seemingly to be on sony's good side and then like they sell off western studios like hey you don't have to deal with those bros we're all japanese over here sony how does how does it look now and sony just doesn't care (laughs) sony does not want to buy square enix as all of sony's big studios are now western and it's being run by is that that anything now too sigma the japanese square enix bros is that is that (laughs) a lot of bros there's just a lot of bros out there a lot of bros a lot of bros out there Uh, oh my goodness uh, like like maybe with a new head uh square enix will finally have some self-respect like that's that's what i'm (laughs) that's what i'm getting at here yeah like rather than chasing sony's tail like maybe they'll want to make something of themselves i mean there has been there has been scuttlebutt of uh of of sony possibly being interesting in purchasing them or even like before the activision blizzard thing of like microsoft because microsoft's always sort of tried to be like we need to get a foothold in japan yeah, and they, and they court work. them heavily yeah yeah that's a very interesting that is a very interesting way to describe that sigma they're courting them yeah very, very interesting and and again that that was a that was a campaign that started with phil spencer so like he he was like hey as of right now xbox is way too western focused we suck at appealing to anyone in Japan, let's try to fix that. He went and made a bunch of deals with a bunch of Japanese studios, and like he tries to get meetings, and a lot of them just say, "No, bro, we don't. <laughs> we're not <Yeah>. interested." <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he still tries, hey, and that's, and that's because he's the leader, yes. and that's what he wants. That's all that matters. Kojima will take a meeting with anyone. He sure, as will. long as he can put them in his soul catch. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> just, yeah. just catch a Pokemon, that man. <laughs> uh, but okay, uh, any anything else on this before we move on to our final topic? Uh, I think I agree with what you're saying mm. is that you, you hope they bounce back. Like you hope that good things come out of it. I mean, I also want to be like, yeah, sell off your things. Don't be such a large company. That's good. But they're selling it to Embracer Group. So it's just <laughs> it's just shuffling from one giant company to another. Yeah. So like that part, no yeah. silver lining there. But yeah, like they've got a, a, a history in video games. And yeah, I, I hope that they... For the sake of developers and and video games as art, like yeah, that they continue and that they they manage to make some good things out of this turn. And we have seen bounce backs like like Capcom's been pretty uh, yeah, yeah. in the past has Big been time. down on their luck and are now like Resident Evil's in a great place and Street Fighter's in a great place and Monster Hunter's one of the best selling games every year. Um, and so yeah, it would be very cool to see uh, like like Jesse saying the kind of holding pattern Konami's in. To see what they do, uh, especially if they give the same kind of treatment that they're giving Silent Hill to Metal Gear and Castlevania, uh, and then it'd be cool to see see Square bounce back as well. 
interesting tidbit about myself. I don't think I've ever said this to anyone, but I actually applied for a job at Square Enix like years ago. Oh. In, in California. Yeah, more on the on the admin side, obviously mm. not the game developer side, but it was more like on the administrative side of, cool. of stuff. But yeah, I had applied to it a few years ago, so I really do hope that it they, they come out of this um, unscathed. Maybe apply. they're looking. Maybe. Hey, they're, look, they're looking for a CEO. You should apply. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they wait. They said the next guy. Can you imagine? I'll be on the podcast. But we have the new CEO of Square Enix, Katrina well, I mean, Cromwell. Yeah, the right. job he's leaving is going to be vacant. So yeah, you can be. Yeah, just, there the, you go. The next I'll take a shot. No yeah. type of experience whatsoever. Yeah. Go for the gusto. There you go. Uh, so all right. On that note, we will move to our final topic here. Um, a couple of stories came out about uh, some more info regarding Microsoft's. Act- Acquisition of Activision Blizzard King. They, That's a tongue twister. Uh, that is hard to say. <laughs> um, one one that I found very interesting. A couple of folks were commenting about this on Twitter. Is that uh, Microsoft sent a subpoena that has been honored by the judge in the case that says Sony has to divulge uh, information regarding their deals in terms of like exclusivity and deals that may prove that they have paid developers not to put games on Game Pass. So, like, I don't, I don't know what you call that in, like, corporate terms, but it's it's essentially sabotage, right? Like, if you're paying someone to not mess, like, to not deal with another company, like, that, is that legal? I mean, it, it's probably not illegal, but it's, pro- it's also not, you know, good a good or well-looked-at business practice, right? Like, I'll give you money to just not do business with my rival, I mean, is that any? It doesn't feel that different than paying for exclusivity, though, right? Like it's just it's getting the same result, but from a different angle. You're you, yeah. When you say it that way, you're right. But it's it's definitely way more sketchy, though. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, Jesse. I was gonna say because that's like I was just watching a thing about Babylon Five, and they were talking Babylon about like that's what, Par- that's what Paramount did. When they made DS9, that was coming out at the same time, and they were telling networks, like, hey, if you play Babylon 5, we won't let you air DS9, because they were, like, uh, syndicating and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, that totally happens. Uh, <laughs> people say, do this or else. And if you, it's basically a matter of, like, if you have the clout and money to throw around. Right. And, like, your, your reputation is enough. So, it may not be. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Simon, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Jump in. It may not be like you said. Is it even legal? Is it even legal to do that? It may not be illegal, mm-hmm. but it may not. If it, that stuff comes out because of that subpoena, it may not be in their favor what the judge decides if right. he looks yeah. at. If, if, if I'm making any sense, like it may not be illegal, but it, it may prove their point of what they're doing. So, well, and it would, it would, yeah, it would hurt Sony's claims of trying to say that Microsoft acquiring Activision would be hostile to their business. If exactly there is proof, that, be, oh, you've been doing this shit for decades. Like, like you so. can do that. Like, sure, you can do that. It's yeah. not illegal. But when it comes out, when it comes to light, it's just not going to be in Sony's favor. And the judge may be like, "Okay, I got it." I, now. <laughs> I really hope a bunch of weird shit comes out from this. Like, I want yeah. all sorts of weird. Corporate laundry and yeah, like how much money are you paying for Forspoken? You're paying nothing for Forspoken? <laughs> like what's going on here? Because yeah, there's like there's like two outcomes from this, I believe. Right? There's Sony gives out the documents that we get to see the stuff, or Sony uh, drops the suit entirely. Yeah. Sony goes, all right, well, fine. 
let them let them do whatever they want to do because they don't want to muddy their name because mm-hmm. this could have a serious backlash on Sony not just in this particular case but because other other developers or publishers who maybe have not gotten these sorts of deals or aren't aware of these sorts of deals would look at that unfavorably be like oh that's really shitty like that Sony would do that like so let's not work with them in the future yeah and, and if they drop the case entirely that's just gonna make them look bad either it will yeah either way, because it's just yeah. gonna be like what do you have to hide like what I mean, do you activision regardless of how this goes activision is not a fan of sony at this point <laughs> like if if their acquisition doesn't go through like activision is gonna be like, oh, yeah, fuck they're that gonna like, be, yeah they're not gonna yeah they're not gonna yeah sony anyway and that's what they and that's what sony has been doing up until this point is paying for deals with activision to get like a yeah. shit in uh, Call of Duty. When Activision yeah. uh, was publishing Destiny, they were paying for exclusive mm-hmm. stuff in Destiny. Oh yeah, yeah. So like they've had a long-standing relationship, and like they <clears throat> they don't want to share their toys. It seems like. Yeah. This whole Microsoft, Acti- uh, Activision, Sony thing has been like it's like a soap opera. Like yeah. from all the stuff that y'all been y'all have been like posting or Sigma's been putting, like it's just. It's like the soap opera of the gaming world. It is. It's just been, it <laughs> it's is. Just been ongoing. It's pretty funny. It's like a soap opera that's like fun to watch. It's not like this developer is treating their employees really shitty. Yeah. I mean, Activision does. But, hey, <laughs> but I mean, at the very least, it's like uh, it's like you're watching a car crash where you know no one got hurt. Yeah, it's like a it's like an action movie in that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like G.I. Joe where they're all in the car and then they automatically get out, they get out split second before the car blows up. Like, that's exactly. like Every, everybody's parachute's open, no problems. Or it's like watching Night Court where you know like there's not. I was gonna like, say Jess, Jesse Sony is like to Activision and Blizzard. I'll see you at Night Court. <laughs> Night Court. <laughs> like, did, where, where do you think that the the dealings of the Activision Blizzard case would qualify for Night Court because it's about video games? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Earlier, you you did the thing I always do when I I go to say Phil Spencer and I accidentally think say Phil Spector. Spectre. Yeah, <laughs> that, that guy didn't have a night court case. He killed he killed someone, so he's not a night court. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he went to day court. That man is in prison. Yeah, he absolutely went to day court. That was a nine to five court. Um, yeah. What do you uh, when when all the dust settles from this? Do you think this deal is going to go through? Uh, I was very very confident like, that it was going to go through. I'm sorry, Jesse. Go ahead. Oh, I just, I just to clarify the Activision Blizzard Microsoft right. yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was very confident uh, that this was going to go through early on, and then like, as more and more opposition popped up, um, and I was I was hearing stories that actually one particular take on it uh, really kind of shifted my perspective, and it was from Adam Conover, uh, who does the the show. Um, Adam, Adam ruins, ruins everything. everything. Yeah. Um, he basically just kind of gave a long thing on somebody's podcast, which I cannot remember, about how just monopolies in general are wrong and have mm-hmm. always kind of just stifled innovation, period. And uh, he gave a really good example of how uh, when AT&T was about to be broken up uh, via antitrust, they were saying, like, oh, it's going to mess up uh, telephone service for everybody if we can't do what we're doing. And almost as soon as they went, like, that's nonsense, and they broke them up, the Internet was invented. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, I can I can see why even in even in the video game space, which is a lot less important than you know telephone and communication infrastructure, even in the video game space, if we do have more competition across the board, it can only breed innovation. Like that's always a good thing. Like even despite the fact that you know Activision Blizzard is a shitty place to work, and Microsoft has a potential to improve that somewhat, and we can finally get rid of Bobby Kotick from the video game world. Like those are all good things. 
But in the grander scheme of things, maybe if we do keep everything separate, we just get more innovation that uh, helps in the long run. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this still seems, <laughs> it's still an exciting prospect to have that library absorbed into Game Pass, which is already like the greatest value you can get as a person who really plays video games. Like, like I'm not, I'm not saying that it's the right and true, true, tr- like holistic thing to do is to be like, okay, I want these big corporations to merge so that I can get more bang for my buck out of Game Pass. But there is a benefit to it in that regard. Like that, I don't want to say like that's, that's worth it. But like, if it's going to happen anyway, I will take advantage of that, that benefit to me as an individual consumer. But wouldn't you want that as a, as a consumer? Like, yeah, as a consumer, it is good news, I feel like. But I guess, I guess, um, I guess, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. It's it's just that like, yeah, when you think about it on an individual level, like, it's like, okay, this is good for me as a person who wants to get a bunch more stuff on Game Pass. But like, if you, if you step out of yourself and like maybe look at it from a, a very, a 50 foot view or something like that you could be like all right well what innovations have maybe been stifled or will not ever happen now in the timeline because there are all these companies that work for one company as opposed to competing against that company and trying to beat them at their own game like we I can just see may that. never see yeah. that yeah yeah and that's a big problem when in the terms of monopolies are bad if you have you know your giant square enix your giant whatever and they're making, oh, well, we have the Tomb Raider IP and the Legacy of Kane and the whatever. And then one of those, oh, Avengers failed. Oh, well, that's a lot of money we expected to have. So here's eight games we're now canceling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's happening because everybody's under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. And if they were separate companies, that's like, oh, Avengers failed. Sucks for them. We're still making our game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah, having everything so centralized does stifle creativity it does uh harm innovation and it it makes it harder for things to get done because and i can see that because you know you'll have two separate you know developer a developer b you know they're going against each other i'm going to put out the best product that i possibly can because i want to be better than this person but Mm -hmm. like you said it's just kind of like there's no competition i guess like there's no and people think when people I think hear the word com- competition, they think it has a negative connotation to it. When competition can be a very healthy thing, it can be a very uh, lucrative thing for all parties involved. So I think that I can definitely see what y'all are, you gentlemen are saying that it can definitely hinder us as consumers in the long run if we kind of step back and look like actually maybe that might be a good idea because oh great I have all this stuff on Game Pass and then fast forward four years later and these games that are coming out are just trash so it's mm-hmm. this kind of <laughs> I can definitely see what you gentlemen are saying for sure so I mean if because again I, I feel like the wheels for this have been turning like I it does seem like this deal will go through especially with the the recent deals Microsoft has made or promises they've made in saying that uh, Call of Duty in particular will have a 10-year deal on Nintendo and like we've been offering a 10-year deal to Sony and they won't return our calls etc like that stuff is making it seem like all right well it won't be this big mon- monopolistic entity that will stifle competition in the way we think of it like maybe in other ways but not in the way that we've been framing it at least the the people who've been opposing it mm-hmm. but if they if we did say all right well monopolies are wrong in general let's not let Microsoft make this deal then what happens to Activision Blizzard because Bobby Kotick said if the deal doesn't go through he's staying <laughs> like almost as a <Yeah>. threat <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like, like what? Like, are they just gonna keep moving as they have been because they they've been moving in a bad direction? Well, but if they keep moving in a bad direction, they're gonna sink themselves, or they're not gonna make as much money as they want, and then, uh, you know, Kodak or whoever might get hoisted out. Because, you know, well, the deal fell through. Well, we got to do something good. And then they're like, no. Nah. So, like, I mean, that's hey, kind of what they say. Bobby, like, for years, they'd be like, hey, Activision money. Blizzard, do something good. And Bobby Kotick's like, no, I'm going to donate to the Trump campaign. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. Like, oh, go ahead, right. Justin. Go ahead. So, like, you think if the deal doesn't go through, that gentleman stays. You know, it may be some like, yeah, this dude's got to go. We we can't go back to the way we were. Obviously, this deal didn't go through. Like, something has to change. Like, you never, like, I don't know. We'll just have to see it play out, I suppose, and and see what happens. Like, the, the thing is, I think Bobby Kotick, like, he is not just a CEO. Like, he's on the board and owns a significant mm-hmm. portion of that board. So, not only does I think he have the support of the board, like, the people who pay to keep Activision around and, and like, the big shareholders whatever – they don't have a problem with him being the CEO. Like, it's it's everyone else that does. So it doesn't yeah. matter what we say. They don't care that <laughs> we don't like Bobby Kodak because Bobby Kodak and that group are like, we're fine with you, bro. Like, you make us a lot of money. Right. But if he stops making them a lot of money. I was just about to say that. Look, okay. like, when you mess with people's money, you mess with people's emotions. And if he... If this deal doesn't go through and they start losing money, then they may have a completely different tune to that man than they do now. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But is like, but place is like not likely, but it's possible. No, I mean, I mean no, if you're making Call of Duty every year, is yeah. it possible to lose money though? Like, like, it, like you're you're right. If they do start to lose money, then his his cachet will definitely decline. But despite all of the BS that has been going on, like Kodak as the CEO, has continued to make them money. And I, that's why he, he's so hard to get rid of. Because as terrible of a human being as he seems to be, he is good at that job, if that job is to make that publisher money. Like, that's why they keep, that's why they keep giving him bonuses. That's why they don't want him to go anywhere else, because he's good at doing exactly that. Even if he, if, you know, everything else around him is suffering for it. So, he, he like, maybe over time it'll start to degrade but like, how long will that be? Five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty? <laughs> like he's he's been at the head of that company for a very long time. He knows what he's doing. That's all I'm saying. Is he the type of loved by few, hated by many type of guy? Is that yeah. is that I don't is know. that him? I don't know who loves him, but probably the board members the board, who are making yeah. right. <laughs> a money hands over fist. <laughs> They don't like him, but they like what he does. So uh, like, yeah, there sure. we go. Sure. That's, yeah. that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to invite him to their birthday party. Yeah. Clearly not. They will get paid by him. So hey. they, they'll invite Beyonce. Pay her like $10 million. That, What? <laughs> I don't know. That's a whole you other... You should invite Beyonce to your birthday party for $10 million? She went. She did a private. She did a show in Dubai for $24 million. Was it $24 million? It was, some, some, it was some ridiculous number, yeah. Something like that, yeah. For $24 Recently? million. Dollars. Yeah, yeah, this was, this was not that ago. long ago. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need that money, <laughs> but she, but she doesn't not not need that money, right? Dubai, Abu Dhabi, they they got money like you would not imagine over there. It's ridiculous. No they paid like twenty four million dollars for her to come and do like a, a like an actual concert. Beyonce, can we eat Shame. the rich yet? Like, can we not Beyonce? Though. Yeah, not, keep Beyonce. Not Beyonce. I just want to. No, we I should eat Beyonce too. I'm I sorry. Just, I just want a PC that doesn't crash. Like, can someone just? <laughs> 
Just ask Beyonce. Yeah, ask Beyonce. She might might get through. She might come through for you. Um, Anything else on this particular topic before we wrap up the show? Uh, I'd say for the the Sony stuff, Mm -hmm. the having to show their hand, as Mm -hmm. you mentioned, I hope they do. Like, I I hope that they they make them, you know, show where, where they're dealings are and that that has to come to light too because i feel like corporate dealings should not be as hidden as they are they should have them be you know like more transparent so also it'd be nice for everyone to just like the 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 weird section of people online who like go to bat for one corporation (laughs) against another corporation i just want everyone to realize all corporate all corporations are bad (laughs) yeah they're all bad and they all just want money none of them are out for you um, and I think the faster everyone realizes that, the the better the better it is for everyone. That being said, uh, I do want all my games to come to Game Pass. And people in chat were talking about how it's fake crossplay, and as someone who doesn't give a shit about multiplayer games, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I deal. We have to. I have to deal with that once every month. When uh, I think when, as, uh, as a consumer, I oh, I'm sorry, Marty. Oh no no no, go ahead. Um, I think as a consumer, like you said, these people that are online just going for bat for Sony or going to bat for Activision Blizzard. I think them seeing it more from like a this is how these deals go down and this is how you receive your product or this is how this is distributed here or distributed there i think if they see how corporations can be extremely dishonest or shysty and you know money hungry i think it will really put in perspective for a lot of people like wow like they really are just a bunch of money hungry people yeah um so i really hope i'm interested now i'm gonna be following this i'm gonna see if any of the court documents are public and for public record and i'm definitely gonna be reading some of this stuff so i can There's know some the, like court stories know. coming out of this <laughs> i'm juicing some tea for sure yeah <laughs> Please at me with the highlights when you do that. I am definitely, yeah. I'm really I don't know enough about legal stuff to be able to like read it and understand it, but I really want to know. Yeah, if that stuff comes out, I'm sure we'll we'll get a bunch of like uh exp- there'll be like a big Bloomberg article and then somebody else will write a, <laughs> a too long didn't read. Someone it make it, someone make it readable for dummies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corporate law, like for my, it was for my paralegal certificate. Corporate law was probably my least favorite subject I took in school. Like mm-hmm. it was just. But when I, when I, now that I'm like, you know, it's a subject that's interesting to me, video games, obviously. So now that it's specific to something that I like, I'm like, okay, now I can actually read something about this and it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how that works. Video games make everything better. They do. (laughs) Even corporate (laughs) espionage. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But okay. That's going to do it then for the Sigma show episode 96. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, Marty, why don't you let folks know where they can find you and what do you have coming up that they can check out? Uh, heck yeah. You can follow me uh, on Twitch at uh, McBiggity. That's the handle above my head. Uh, I've been streaming a couple couple times a week. I'm uh, getting probably close-ish to the last act of uh, Twilight Princess. I'll be streaming more of that this afternoon, probably around 3 or 4 Central. Um, so tune in for that. And then otherwise, just check out uh, all the great stuff we got going on at The Escapist, both the YouTube channel, the websites, um, great streams, uh, great great, great video content, great written content, all sorts of great stuff. Nice. Jesse, great how about you? Around. What do you got coming up? Where can folks find you? Uh, you can check me out on my channel, which is Rexcon Jesse on Twitch. If you look for Rexcon Jesse on YouTube, you'll find me as well, even though it's actually Jesse Galena on there. And then also Twitter. Uh, I'll be streaming on my channel tomorrow. 
Uh, I am currently playing a game for 3M Bar review that'll come out probably next week, but I can't say what it is yet. Uh, we got a lot of juicy, juicy 3MRs coming. Yeah, I'm very excited uh, about this one. Yeah. Uh, also, Romancelvania comes out this week, next week? Yeah, really soon. I don't know. I, I'm hoping we get a code for that to review. If not, I'm going to play it anyway because I backed it on Kickstarter. So uh, that doesn't have to do with me. I'm just excited about that game. So I'm going to take this moment to tell everybody. Uh, and then, I don't know, Casey and I streams over on the Escapist. We're doing the God of War. Oh, we're doing the God of War test. Yeah. Yeah. Make that test for I, Wednesday, I do Casey. Have to make that test. Right. <laughs> I said I would try and remind you every day. And this is the first time I've ever <laughs> This is the first you. time Jesse's tried to remind me. Uh, I do need to make the test though. Failed. You should have Chat GP make you a test. Could it? Could yeah. It what do you mean? Could so it do chat, that? Chat. Go to Chat GP and then put make a test about Greek mythology taught from God of War two and see what it gives you. Uh, I might do that. <laughs> I won't. I probably won't use it wholesale, but I, I'll do that to see what it actually says. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm legitimately curious if it has enough context to know, like what to do with that. That's very funny. Uh, AIs are scary, but also fascinating. So, all right, that's I don't know. That's it. Uh, all right, Yokina Cat, how about you? Where can folks find you? Uh, what are you up to? They can find me on Twitter. Um, that's just kind of the primary social media that I use for right now. I'm not on Instagram right now or Facebook, so um, they can find me on uh, Twitter. Um, my is it right there? Yep. You got it. Okay. <laughs> um, they can find that's my gamer tag. Also, like everything's the same for me. So, um, on PlayStation, I've been getting a lot of game uh, challenge requests for Tekken on TikTok, actually. So, um, you can find me on TikTok too. I just post just clips of my Tekken stuff. Other than that, I don't really post anything. So, um, you can find me on there. And then, of course, as always, you can find me in the Open Party Discord. Um, so um, other than that, that's where you, that's pretty much where you can find me. Nice. Uh, so thanks to my three guests. Uh, great conversation. Great show. Thanks to everybody in chat uh, for joining in. Um, ask me, you can find me at Single Gears 9 right here on Twitch, uh, as well as a Twitter where, I, you know, I post about whatever else I'm doing um, on the Open Party channel, as Kat mentioned, which is the other group that we have. Uh, 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Super Smash Sunday is back with me and Jeff. Um, outside of that, over on the Escapist channel, uh, what am I doing over there? I just released Three Mar for Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Uh, also released a piece, um, a written piece about some beginner tips for that game. So if, if you're having a little trouble or you, you need to get wrap your mind around some of the systems in there, I wrote like a little explainer. So go check that out over on the site. Um, there should be the Smash Bros. Brawl 15th anniversary piece going up. Bros. Bros everywhere. <laughs> so many bros. Crypto bros. <laughs> Smash bros. Square uh, Enix bros. God, they're everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, so that should be going up soon. I think you said the 9th was the... Uh, yeah, later this week is the 15th anniversary. Yeah, so that should be going up. I wrote a piece about how the subspace emissary is still uh, well, well loved and kind of a unique thing from that series to this day. Uh, so check that out and all the regular streams that we do with like me and Marty playing through Half-Life, me and Jesse playing uh, random hidden gems slash the God of War series. Like one and dead. <laughs> like one and dead <laughs> for two weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, 
worth it. It was worth it. Um, I, I will I will stand by that game for a very long time. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. That's all I can think of at the moment. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you at some point in the future. Take care. Bye. Hi, everyone. Bye, everybody.